We are live. Let that roll. Welcome back to the Demand Better Podcast, guys. All right, Bo, enough with your, uh, she blinded me with science. What? <laughs> she blinded me with science. Um, all right, all right. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the Demand Better Podcast. I am your host today. I'm Corona. I'm coming to you from New York City. Um, kind of 50-ish today. Not bad. And I have the great, infamous Dr. Physio, infamous. Bo Babenko, coming in from Superior, Colorado. How you doing, Bo? I'm good, man. I don't know why I'm infamous. I'm not sure what you I'm are. infamous for. Just wanted to use it. Just felt good. It felt good. It just rolled off the tongue today. Infamous. You, you do know what the definition of that is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It means, means I did something very bad. I don't know you, what I did that was so you bad. Have, you have done things that were bad, but we didn't have phones then. I thought that was in the vault. I thought that was in the vault. All right, let's let's get serious. But it was in the vault and the word keyword. Now it's out. It's yeah, the infamous stuff. Uh, so tonight we're gonna today we're gonna talk about research and how you should demand better from your research. Um, that's kind of what, let's first define the the definition of evidence based practice, which I want to give you the definition. Let me get my little paper. Before out you here. do that, before you do that, we talked about this, man. I thought we had a plan. You're deviating from the plan, my friend. Go ahead. First thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about our mission of why oh. we want to talk about this. So tell everyone about our mission. I, you know what? I did totally forget that, Bo. I'm so sorry because I don't have it written down. <laughs> hey, we are here to give you guys a resource. This is a destination for you guys to actually be able to get information that you can take with you that we know will help you going forward. How Would you like to add anything into that, Dr. Bo? Yeah, yeah, especially about this topic. You know, we, we, I think every episode we want to reiterate the fact that, that we're trying to be a consumer's guide, uh, yes, Kelly yes. Blue Book or whatever, whatever you want to call it, consumer reports. So the same way we do that for other areas in health and fitness, it's, there, there's a huge wild, wild west right now. So when it comes to research, and this is the age of misinformation, some might say, yes. uh, we're going to look back on this stuff and, and be like, why couldn't they just say like, you know, here's the the validity of this statement, you know, and, and why can't we have a nuanced conversation about some of these things versus people just making crazy claims. Hey guys, if you do keto, you're going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. Um, and that, that I'm just making sure y'all know that is not an accurate statement. And um, if you listened to, and if you listened to our last podcast, you would have seen that we would discuss during the, the Christmas one of why your resolutions don't work or all those crazy, crazy claims that keep coming out and out and out. Um, and some people buy the product. It's kind of an insane thing to do. But go ahead, Bo. You can finish that up with what you were saying. I do want to correct you again. Our last episode, we had two episodes in between that one since yes. then uh, yes, with Erin yes. Grace Clark, where we explore her journey. And we talk about, uh, we did a, a, di a bit of a dive into uh, racial components and cultural yeah. components to fitness. So y'all check that out. But I'm going to swing it back to this today's topic, research. A lot of misinformation. Again, what does it mean when you see a headline that says eggs are bad for you or red meat causes cancer? Well, let's 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 stop. Let's let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get the thesis down. 
So we've we've discussed this already. So what we're looking at is the the definition of evidence-based practice is a process in which the practitioner combines well-researched interventions with clinical experience, ethics, client preferences, and culture to guide and inform the delivery of treatments and services. We even broke that down a little bit further where we said one-third of this is research, one-third of this is clinician experience, and one-third of this is client expectation, which, Bo, when we talked about this, you know damn well I said to you, never even thought of it, never even put that into my into my whole um, my whole thought process. The point of why I'm saying all this stuff to you is to inform you guys, listen, research is complicated. It's not black and white. It's not this, this cut and dry. There, there's also limitations to research. So with that being said, Bo, why don't you give why don't you tell us about your triad concept when it comes to this? Well, I can't take credit for it as much as I'd love to. Uh, in, in the physical therapy space and the healthcare space, there's a, um, uh, this model is attributed to Sackett et al. Et al. usually means all the other authors, and there's too many to list. Or, but Sackett is the, the primary author who came up with this concept, so we'll give them a little bit of credit. Um, so evidence-based practice, again, is this triad where only one-third, and, and, and so when actually, and I'm going to not call you out, but, but again, this is a common thing where I asked, uh, our buddy here, David Corona, what, what, how he goes about researching something. And he said, he'd go to NSCA and look at, uh, look sure. up a study and, and, um, you know, say, well, you know, what's the, what's a better exercise for glute development? Is it deadlifts, hex bar, uh, you know, leg press, all these different ways. And again, I've seen these studies, um, and, and, and we've, we've looked at it. And so to, at the end of the day, it's great if we can come up and have a consensus and say, the research is very clear about X or it, sure. it's, it's predominantly strong about the fact that, again, uh, you know, a barbell deadlift is the most, the best way to develop your glute, gluteus maximus muscles. Um, and then we would have to go further with that and say, uh, what populations was that done in? Was it done in 20 year olds? And, and Corona's here. We're not going to say his age, but he's, he's at least double 20 years old. Um, and so, rude, rude. <laughs> so that study might not apply to him as much or a client that he's working with. Um, so it's important that we start to understand these concepts when it comes to, uh, you know, how we interpret these claims that are out there again, especially on social media where everybody claims to be an expert movement expert, nutrition expert. Um, so coming back to it, the research is, is, it's important that we understand it to some extent, and it's at least one third of this stool, the, the, the triangle, the triad. Um, but again, the clinician experience. So again, I could say I got my doctorate in physical therapy in 2008. I was working with clients on the fitness side since at least college when I was there as a trainer, athletic trainer, personal trainer, uh, as an EMT. So I've seen a lot of things with humans on, on the football team when I was there. Those all kind of counted because I already was in that mindset of like, how do we how do we think about this from a scientific perspective? So the clinician experience for me, I'm going to say goes back to, I'm going to say at least 2001. So I'm at 21 years or so. That is scary to say um, of, <laughs> of, of experience. And again, you know, I talk about since getting my doctorate, I can say I've assessed thousands of athletes and humans movement. Okay. So that clinician experience needs to be factored in when we're talking about when I'm to the next person I see and I say, oh, you have low back pain and it's presenting this way. I've seen hundreds of people present that way. Um, and now I can talk to that. And again, there's the research side too. Well, technically research says extension based, you know, can kind of, uh, of 
you're you're intolerant this way and some of the research says again getting stronger with these xyz again i, I and and this is where i'm i'm kind of you're being the host man so pull me back when i start going i'm gonna like I'm, no but i'm gonna stop you there because i was gonna let you kind of finish the sentence and the thought again i want to just to reach out to our listeners listen the clinician has to be good and when you're dealing with these things because Bo is a very well-rounded person in this area, but the clinician experience in this situation with Dr. Bo is very precise and I, and I trust it. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the, let's get in a little bit more into client expectation, Bo. Yeah. Because I think if we go into client expectation, which is something I did not think about when you're thinking about evidence-based research, I thought Mm -hmm. more about the research and the clinician, but I did not think about, the 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 expectation of the client go ahead Mm -hmm. give us a little bit of that so on that on that topic specifically i'm going to dive into the fact of of pain research so coming from a physical therapy perspective is a good example of of, i think this huge topic because when it comes to again all the research the research is mixed all right as a physical therapist for and, and again i'm guessing anybody listening out there has either experienced low back pain or dealt with somebody very close to them who's had some serious low back pain because over 85 to 90% of us will experience some significant disability at some point of our lives uh, from low back pain. So uh, the client experience is huge. There, again, we talked uh, last episode with Aaron about cultural uh, implications on fitness. The same thing sure. about pain. And we even touched on the fact that uh, there's this perception of pain in the black community from the healthcare space where they're saying, Oh, I think you can handle more pain than you even like, you know, there's absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So without going too far down that rabbit hole, again, it comes back to like, we have to meet the client where they're at and we have to communicate. And that's a huge thing of uh, recently client centered care or, or patient centered care in the, in the healthcare space has been a, a huge concept. So I have to say, you know, David, what have you tried? David, what has worked and what hasn't worked? What are you scared of? What's realistic to you for me to say, Hey, you should go swim, but you live in, in on the Upper East Side to find a, a, a pool. Or again, I know you hate running. So for me to be like, well, running is the best thing. You should go run. And you have this aversion to running. So there, there's a disconnect there between what the research might say, what even my experience has been like. I've seen running fix every single back pain person that's ever done it. But you're not willing to do that. But that rolls us right into where we need to go. Because we need to challenge the listener to not be misled by going into one thing. Um, there's a, we're, we're living in an information sensationalization type of, of, of place. And we, we get really tricked by the shiny object. We get tricked by the Instagram model. We get tricked by the influencer. Um, and it, it takes us away from what people are looking for, which is a guide to how to get from point A to point B and how to get better. Let's discuss echo chambers. Uh, your lighting looks really good now. Uh, Let's discuss seconds. Before, hold on. I think actually, before you go there, uh, along this concept, before we go to echo chambers, I do think it's important. uh, I wanted to touch on this earlier, and and I think this is a good setup that if you understand this concept, this is going to help us with the rest of this conversation. So, uh, from a recent book I read, Think Again by Adam Grant. All right. Uh, And and, and recently, if uh, you have gotten into a political, religious, fitness debate, we're going to say debate it to be polite. Um, <laughs> there's there's generally three types of personalities that engage in that. And this is where I want to challenge folks again to say, am I, which of these three am I? Sure. And do I tend to be? 
Also, the person I'm speaking with, which of these three are they? And is that the type of person I want to engage with? So the three are scientist uh, who seeks the truth, uh, not just to win, but actually wants to know what's the truth. So a question I throw out uh, to some folks when I speak with them is, hey, do you prefer to be right or do you prefer to win? Because you can win by stating a false narrative. And by, again, True. you mentioned the shiny syndrome and, and, and uh, shiny object syndrome. And there's ways to win an argument by being more dominant, by being a better debater, but you're not necessarily right. Uh, so so when, when, it, when it comes to science, and I think we also want to define the scientific method at some point, but scientist is that first type of person that I strive to be, and I can't say I'm always that type of person, but I think that's what we're getting to with the way research is done and, and some of But I think aspects. that's what we're living too, though, Bo. We're definitely living, and I need to be right. Not not I need to be well, right. That's I the need to make my point. Right. That's the second type of person is a prosecutor. That, again, if you've been on any Facebook chat, uh, you start talking politics or whatever, it becomes the person who wants you to move to their position so that they feel like they've won, right? So a yes. prosecutor has to prove their case and they're not yes. going to deviate from their case. They have to show that they're, they're not going to say, oh, you know what? Maybe my defendant did, did kill that guy or, you know, like <laughs> the prosecutor uh, or, or they're not going to say, you know what? Like, yeah, he's, he's probably innocent. He's fine. Uh, they have to prove their case and they have to do what they can to prove their case. Um, and so the prosecutor is somebody who is hard to change their mind. So when you, when you can identify that the person I'm speaking to is a prosecutor, whether we're talking and we're going to, I think we're going to touch on vegan, vegetarian versus sure. plant-based, animal-based. Uh, a lot of times when you engage in those conversations, those folks have their minds made up. And is it a waste of my time to try to speak to them about, here's what I've discovered. And here's the way I think about that. And if you're, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to go into the, the, the minutia of all that right now. Yes. So we have scientists and prosecutor. And again, I think that alone is already a, a good uh, setup for having any kind of debate with any kind of person, whether it's online, in person, friends. And the third person is a politician who is uh, flexible with their position in order to fit in. Uh, so just like a politician might, you know, they flip flop. They're going to say, oh, like they're going to say what makes you happy in the end. Right. That's right. Right. So so I think everyone should can probably think of an example of a politician who who does that in their ex ex experience in their life. So we don't need to uh, belabor that point. So I wanted to share that because I think that uh, th that scientist definition is pretty vital for us to, I think, come back to when we're talking about what the intention of research is. And this, again, ultimately, that consumer's guide, our mission is that when you're speaking to whoever your trainer is, somebody you're paying money to, or you're a nutritionist, uh, and we just, we shared, we went back and forth. Uh, do you remember the girl's name from the, from the video, the personal trainer who got sued for uh, giving oh, out? Oh, yeah, uh, Brittany Dawn Fitness. Yeah. Or, so, or, or, AKA Brittany Davis. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if anyone's not familiar with that story, I actually had not heard of it. I, I came across it this morning and I shared it with, with Corona here. And, and so, uh, I'm bringing that up because again, if you're dealing with somebody and you're handing off money, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't give any information there. Brittany Davis is a woman who is being sued by people for, she's an influencer. She had a cute body. She was a cute woman. And what ended up basically happening, she was selling programs that never, ever, she never, she never produced a thing. So now the state of Texas is suing her for all the stuff she guns. Go back to you, Bo. Yeah, I was, I was, I was getting there. I was gonna okay. explain it, but I was, I was trying to set it up. But that's okay. Uh, so my point is, if you're handing off money to somebody who is now trying to improve your health, fitness, we put a lot of this trust in doctors. So somebody who's a medical doctor, I think the reason, and it's okay to put that trust in most doctors, 
can we, we we've touched on some of these things before we're going to touch on some of them better demand better from the medical system from healthcare, from your personal trainer uh as well we've touched physical therapists we've done that one so uh again there's regulations in certain areas this girl uh Brittany, was had no no licensure no certifications no overseeing body so that's one of the reasons uh she felt like she could just throw out whatever uh again you know be in the in the in the beautiful world of capitalism and and anybody who paid her money you know they kind of lost that money uh she has not given that money back and now it's gone to this point where it was over at least 4500 people in a yes. facebook group that said hey like she stole my money um and like she didn't she didn't provide me with the thing and she wasn't willing to give the money back. She gave a really bad apology on on YouTube <laughs> that she read off of her phone like this, and like it was very, it was very disingenuous at the at the least. So the point of of bringing her up again is, and and going back to the doctors, medical doctors, physical therapists uh, have licensing boards we have to answer to. So if you have an issue with someone like me with a medical doctor. Uh, they have a, a license that they need to defend. So again, there's a lot of gray areas there and more nuance to this conversation, but I think it's important to understand that it's okay to challenge those folks. So if somebody, again, claim, has, has some kind of claim, uh, that's where we're trying to get back to, okay, well, I've read this study that showed that blah, blah, blah. Uh, wh 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 where can we go with that? Can we have an intelligent conversation? But I think, I think that study's taking us a little bit further ahead. We're, we're, we're still staying here with this shiny object and the echo chambers that people live in. We're living in these echo chambers by the news we get. Everybody's the same. I don't care. There are certain people who go outside and, and research other things out there, but there's a lot of people who just don't go outside of what they already know. Uh, and, and this Brittany Davis woman, the thing that's very, very interesting about her is that she looked good and she had a huge following. So people just bought from her. She had zero experience, folks. Bo just already said that to you. She had zero experience. But just because... That's the way we do business in a lot of situations here on Instagram. We're taking the word of other people who also didn't research this woman. It's absolutely insanity uh, when, when you think about it, which goes into what we're living in. If it bleeds, it leads. I mean, we, we talk about the worst of the worst. Um, and we see it all over the place and all types of conversation. It's not just in one, but in fitness, you know, if it's hot, it's great. You know, we did the last episode with, with Aaron where it was booty, you know, it was a booty workouts, booty workouts, booty workouts. And it's crazy because there are certain people that she knew she researched somebody on there and she knew that she was a trainer. But we're sitting here living this thing and we're passing off the money, as you said, Bo, to our echo chambers. What are your thoughts in terms of of the quick take and, and all of that? So that, one of the biggest takeaways we want you guys to get from this episode, and if we go a little long, we're actually going to – there's a timer here. Uh, if we go a little long, we're going we're gonna to turn this it. into two, three, four parts. Um, so one of the biggest takeaways we want you to have is challenge the, the, the echo chamber. Challenge and try to think as outside of that as possible. So when somebody makes a claim – and this is what science, coming back to this, the definition of a scientific method – it's, it's nice, and I think a lot of us want that easy fix. And we're going to say, well, that person looks good. This seemed to work for them. Again, let's, I'm going to use that example of like keto is a, is a pretty popular thing. I know someone who did keto. They lost 30 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to try keto. Uh, I challenge you to, to go a little deeper, find resources, because, again, I offer a free 15-minute call on all these things. And as, as people start asking me about, what do you think of knees over toes guy? Or, or and I'm, I'm doing yeah. a couple episodes coming up, guys. I want to dive into all <laughs> these because I get these questions a lot. 
And so, again, I'm happy to to dissect and say, like, well, look, here's the good things from that, and here's the bad things, and here's the marketing, and here's why, like, it sounds good. Uh, I'll give another quick example is chiropractors, and this is, again, that that marketing versus the science, all right? And, again, even the, 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 the kind of short-term solutions are there, but most folks don't realize that they're actually really looking for a long-term solution or or, just, or, or it's too difficult to think about. Um, so they say, again, my back hurts. Unfortunately, what I've seen in the research are studies that have shown that physical therapists are almost fourth on the list. There's medical doctors, chiropractors, acupuncturists, massage therapists, and then physical therapists, which is insane to me. Um, but the research shows the outcomes, and that's really what we're coming back to, right? What actually of all those get the best outcomes? Physical therapists are the most cost-effective, and I'm not here to, to again, like proselytize and, 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 and make the case, but I'm just going to say there's a disconnect, again, between uh, client experience. So the client is saying, I'm coming in here with back pain. Boom, boom, pop, pop. I walk out. I feel pretty good. But three days later, I'm still in the same boat. You never What did you fix, that. Bo? Right. You, I'm not answering that. It's a trap. Um, <laughs> but 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 that my point is, and I get I, I'm obviously getting a little little heated on this topic because it's it's very personal to me. But um, I literally just addressed that with somebody. I was in the gym. I, uh, we did a workout. He he felt a little bit in his back after he said, "I got to go see my chiropractor." I was like, "You know, I can I can do the same thing. I can crack it, but I'm also going to look at what's going on and how we can then address it so that because of the workout you just did was the thing that flared up your back, even though it's been there for a while." So there was something still lingering. And so I can make you feel better. And I threw them on my table at the gym right there. I did a little pop, pop, pop. I, I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to solve your problem by cracking your back. It feels a lot better. Awesome. I'm glad I took you from a, a 6 out of 10 pain to a 2 out of 10 or a 1 out of 10. It's still kind of there. I'm not looking to solve it. Because if you can solve it in one shot, everyone would be doing it. All right? 100%. Again. Again, the chiropractors are are great. I'm not I'm not continuing. I don't want to keep picking on them. But but this goes but wait, but but this goes into the 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 point of nuance that you and I had the conversation we had it before. Well, there's really no nuance. If you you're a chiropractor, you're fixing the pain. You you come in, you pop up, you fix me, I'm good. So, you know, we we I don't we're not trying to come down on anybody. But what we are looking is that there are no easy solutions when you deal with something of this nature. Um and and it's very very easy for people just kind of sit in there and say, I need the answer right now. And it's not that easy. You deal with it all the time because you're a PT. Well, you're a, you're a physio. Um, but with that being said, you know, we, we're in this world of quick, quick, quick answers to our problems. And we always go to the shiny object. Always, always. That Look at her. She, look, she's amazing. Or he, I went to go see that doctor. He's amazing. But that's not where it's well, all got to yeah, be. I'll, I'll jump in because you on the personal training episode, you brought up the the, the uh, example of J Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Oh yeah. Uh, of we all, we, you know, you see her. She's she's in her fifties. She looks amazing. Um, and then you're like, what's she doing so that I can do that? And there's just such a huge disconnect, as you said. You don't have her genetics. You don't have her money, most likely. If you do, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe there's a way we can figure that out. But uh, but yeah, we don't know what she's truly doing. Is she doing other stuff on the side? Is she getting injections? Of you know, this new uh, experimental, whatever peptides and all these cool things that are coming out. So at the end of the day, for you out there as a consumer of this stuff, and you want to look like XYZ, whoever it is, uh, it's important to, again, come back to question, how are we actually getting there? And like, I want to research. And again, some people do this with something like keto, but the consensus is pretty clear on something like keto from a scientific perspective. And I, before I, 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 pick on keto. Uh, you, we're talking about echo chamber. So I want to make sure we don't lose that thread. 
So echo chambers, again, if somebody only watches, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it only watches Fox news or only watches CNN or, yeah. or whichever version of that you say, and let's just say that's the, the right wing versus the left wing, whatever. Um, and we get caught up in that from a political perspective. I'm just bringing it up. So if you're in one of those echo chambers, I don't think you're going to be here necessarily watching us. Um, is it useful to necessarily see what the other side is saying? I think that's useful. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, again, are we trying to be right or are we trying to win? So if you're trying to look for the true scientific answers and everything in politics isn't necessarily scientific, but again, it's the understanding that you're getting sold to it's It's the, if it bleeds, it leads. It, it's all of those things that like we need to be take, be able to take a step back from these headlines. Uh, you know, we're also seeing it right now as we're recording this, the Ukrainian, Ukrainian conflict with Russia and, and uh, how Russia is controlling that narrative to their people. And, and uh, I, I'm actually half of each uh, for those who aren't familiar. So I have a unique uh, kind of perspective on all that. But but again, it's how is this is this getting presented um, to to us and how do we get out of that echo chamber? Can we ask more critical questions? Can we think a little bit better? Can we look for less biased resources? And that's one of the big things with the echo chamber is I think we all have our biases. The more we can acknowledge those, the better. And then the resource that we're getting our information from has their own biases as well. So what are you selling, right? Um, and and I, I definitely could niche down and I could go more into like, I'm stating again, like, uh, you know, do this one thing and you're going to never have back pain again. And I can come out and say that, and that that certainty sells. And that's that how you build the Go, go, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. That's okay. But the certainty is what we're talking about, that shiny object syndrome. The, the more certain somebody is, the more attracted we are to them. That's the snake oil salesman, right? That's the, you know, buy this thing that's in this bottle and you'll never have, you know, whatever back pain again. Um, and we're all attracted that we want that solution. I don't blame us for wanting that. However, this is where we're saying we demand better from you. We demand better from hopefully the claims that folks are making. And again, there's a, there is a little bit of a control and like the limit to the claims you make. So when it comes 100%. to supplements, uh, there's only a little bit of control, but you can kind of make whatever claims you want, like improves your metabolism and, you know, uh, you know, decreases it's heart healthy but, and all these labels. But I'm going to get that's all true what you're saying. But I just want to get back into the echo chamber for just for a second. When you're in an echo chamber, there's nobody else in that echo chamber that's like you. And I say this all the time about people. You are unique to whatever's going to work with you in the physical fitness industry. So you have to find what works for you. We discussed it. Um, that sign that you had with your friend was work who's, work with someone who specializes in you. Yeah. So we need to get sometimes what you are listening to doesn't apply to you. And you, you're just not there to understand it when we're dealing in these echo chambers. And you just really both hit it dead on. But I just want you to realize we're not trying to to move you from one way or another. We want you to understand there's a different way to find out what's best for you. And, and you have to treat yourself as an individual, not like the rest of the crew you're hanging with. Right. And and I think I want I think it'll be helpful, hopefully, for the listener to share maybe both of our uh concepts of how we gather this scientific concept and where we gain our information from. Because for me, one of the biggest things to and that I just trick got triggered from what you just said is a lot of the folks I listen to have changed their mind. They're open to yeah. changing their mind as the science changes because that's what science is. And in fact, we have to kind of continue to question everything, whether again, like uh, the very controversial thing going on recently about vaccines, the COVID vaccine, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but uh, it's, it's someone like, I'm going to throw out Rob Wolf. 
who has his very strong political beliefs as well. We're not going to talk about that, but he's he's one of the bigger nutrition influencers that I've seen uh, in, in at least my space. Not everyone's going to have heard of him. He's written two books uh, and, and his second book and his first book are pretty different. Uh, they have some similarities, but the second book is an evolution as it should be. And since he's actually written that, that second book, which I think was around 2015, um, he has since even changed a lot of his narrative and the way he thinks about different parts of the science and what he recommends and what he talks about. And so coming back to it, I think that that when you have gurus, when you have experts, and that's what we should be looking for. And again, we hope to be that resource for somebody, uh, for, for you, the listener out there, and, and to be able to share with your friends uh, and loved ones. So that's a huge part of the science is it, you, you, the, the more certainty you speak with, the more that's going to sell, but the more likely that's bullshit. Um, and, and, and 100%. It's, just, it's hard to have strong certainty about anything. Like it's, it's incredible. Uh, another person I listen to is Andrew Huberman, whose podcast is Huberman lab. And he is a bit of an, of, a, of an expert. He's a professor of ophthalmology and neurobiology. Um, so when he says something about the way that our brain develops or the, that our eyes work and that this, the light that we need and how that affects hormones, like I'm pretty sure he's coming from, uh, and providing the most up-to-date uh, data because he has to be teaching that he's hundred percent he he probably is a good resource for that so and then i can take him and listen to someone else and see if they they jive or they agree and maybe there is a little bit of a difference in what they're recommending or what they're saying and for me the same thing with books right i don't i'm i love reading books and i if i hear five different people recommend the same book i'm gonna be like that's a book i should probably read because these are all people i respect and, and have, have earned a little bit of my trust. So that's what I would challenge you to guys to do. Not just have one guru, as, as easy as that is, um, as much as possible, expand your network of people you're listening to, your, your kind of horizons there. Well, it's, it's, it's I'm, all I'm going to say is this to you in terms of that, is that we, we really, really, really need to, we need to listen to both sides. You need to come to an understanding of what works for you. That's the biggest thing I, I, I really want the listener to take away from this research is that you got to find out what works for you and what works for you. It doesn't work for everybody. It's that simple. That's, but you're dead on. I mean, we could go on and on about books. We could go on and on about all these different topics. Um, but when it all comes right back down to, you need to find out what's going to work for you the most and the most efficiently. And, and um, that takes us to the concept of research, right? So, yeah, yeah. We, and, and back to that evidence-based practice model of the triad, because again, we'll use you Corona as an example. Um, you're, we're going to say 50-year-old Cuban guy who's been a personal trainer and been into fitness for the majority of your life, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Whether you want to say ex-athlete or, or current athlete or, or however we're going to define it. But the point is, any study you're going to look at that says, again, uh, red meat causes cancer, probably doesn't know your cholesterol profile, your genetic history, what your familial history is, all these things. So- Again, it's going to be hard to to you know utilize that information. However, we do need to figure out where does research fit in. And if you have a study of a hundred thousand people done over ten years, and it's an observational study that shows that uh, again, however they did it, and again we, we want to talk about and get into the way studies are done. But at the end of the day, if there's a study that comes out or a headline that comes out, then I'm gonna, I'm going to keep picking on this red meat causes cancer thing because it's a narrative that again has a lot of financial interest that again does not tell the whole story when we talk about meat for instance uh you know some of the studies i've seen and these big powerful studies and that make headlines 
they're including pepperoni. They're including Big Macs, uh, pepperoni <laughs> pizza as meat. And again, uh, you know, there's all these aspects to it. And, and some of the limitations of research is something else we want to definitely highlight. So our big first takeaway was, right, uh, avoid those echo chambers. Diversify your, your sources. And, and, your, and your reading list. Yeah. Now, 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 now the question here is we can go into the, we can go into the nutrition research where you're, well, we're, what, you know, we can go into that or we could just hold that for the next one. That's up to you, Dr. Bone, what you want to do with it. We want to, we want to keep this one a little bit shorter. We definitely want to do some parts two, three, four, five, seven to this. Um, but I do want to touch on, on, on some ways to think better about research, right? Cause we talked about, and even my, uh, my, concept that I'm trying to throw out. If I, I just threw out a few names, Rob Wolf, Andrew Huberman, expert opinion is should is one of the lowest forms of evidence. So I'm going to pull up our, our uh, hierarchy of research here of evidence. So if you're listening on, on the podcast format, you're not going to be able to see this, but we should have a link to it somewhere. So you can see expert opinion is actually the lowest form of quality of evidence. It's at the very bottom of the pyramid. Okay. Now, so, can we, can we uh -huh. stop right there for a second? When we're looking at expert opinion, you don't know a lot of these times what's what's behind that expert opinion, where the people are getting their stuff. That's why that's one of the reasons why that's at the bottom. Am I correct with that both? Because yeah, yeah, there's there's going to be tons of biases, and also, I mean, uh, aside, aside from that human nature side of it and the bias side of it, I think the one of the reasons it's at, at the absolute lowest level is when it comes to actual research studies, um, it's much more powerful to take a look at. Uh, all these levels that were going up. And, and again, the, let's jump all the way to the highest level, the systematic reviews, which is looking at, uh, let's say, I, I just looked at a video about intermittent fasting, another very popular topic. So uh, I just went into PubMed. So, and again, if you ever want to look at some real studies, uh, you go to PubMed, uh, which is the, the government's kind of uh, data national registry of all these research studies. It's, it's the gold standard for research. So I go into PubMed and I type in intermittent fasting and it comes out with over 277,000 studies that have that term intermittent fasting in it. Now, you can, you can narrow that down by making sure it's in the title or making sure those two words are used exactly together, all these little things. You can add other things. But the systematic review would then say, let's take you know 100 of these studies, the top studies we can out of those 277,000 and pool them and then look at them and try to write an article, a review uh, based on all that. And so that's the reason it's at its highest point. And again, there also should be factoring in and you have to trust that when they're putting that together, they're saying, Hey, like these 30 studies were only case reports, which you can see is the second lowest level, uh, there. So, uh, again, the expert opinion is just some, some, somebody talking. And, and again, in terms of the validity of, of, of anyone's expert opinion, it should be taken with a significant grain of salt based on that hierarchy. So, so anyway, so that's the that's the hierarchy. Again, I'd love to dive much further into each of these aspects, but uh, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, unless you want to uh, point out anything here on this, this no, pyramid. I just want I just want I want there's a key part of this pyramid. I think that if that if you can't see it, um, go check us out on you know at YouTube. Um, there's that line on the side of the pyramid, which is there's only two words: unfiltered information and filtered information. So. Unfiltered information is my opinion. Filtered information goes back to all the reviews you were talking about. And there's something to back that up. Now, I, I want to say this so people don't get this wrong. That opinion that you're looking at at the top, 
can change. As more information comes on, they they may be able they might change their opinion, and that's part of the nuance of science. Um, and I think I think we've lost that that when we're looking at people and we're talking to people and we're giving opinion, people are like, oh, he, Judge John Johnson, he's the greatest, and that he's unfiltered. You need to go to where we can get the information, understand that you can go back and and look and find the studies to help you support that information. Um, but yep. let's um let's so so let's wrap this up today. Mm-hmm. And then when we'll come back, we'll pick up from the hierarchy of evidence here and we'll start off with the nutrition research, um, the science. And I, the lesson, I definitely want to talk about game changers. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so before I, we'll, we'll leave that little promo for folks. If, if they've seen the movie uh, feature documentary, whatever you want to call it, game changers, which was produced by James Cameron um, and makes an argument for plant-based nutrition. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Uh, if you've seen it, We'd love to hear your inputs on that before we do our episode. If you yes. want to call in when we're going live next, uh, which we'll put that out on our channels here soon. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we'd love for you guys to check it out. And again, it's an interesting uh, interesting piece of uh, well, whatever you want to call it, cinematic. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Listen, go check it out. We want your opinion. First and foremost, we want your opinion. We want to hear what you think about it. Um, we've both seen it. It's just, it's interesting. So um, there's, there's a lot of takeaways and a lot of things that we're talking back to our, our kind of concepts and points. I, uh, before I, we are going to cut it off, but I just wanted to leave. Uh, we, we, we wanted to jump to red flags. And I think in, in terms of getting a little bit more from this episode, I want folks before we, we sign off to uh, get at least one or two of the red flags that we've talked about in our pre pre recording. So, so Corona, I'm going to ask you for one or two of your red flags that we can give these guys before, before we go. My, my number one red flag, my number one red flag is someone who gives you absolute certainty in anything that they're talking about. It's a hundred percent. It's, 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 it's going to happen. It's totally going to happen. Don't worry about, it. I know what I'm talking about that right there. Anytime that somebody comes at you with such unbelievable amount of certainty, there's usually, it's usually not true. And I mm-hmm. hate to say that that way. And listen, I, I so want to believe in this. Something so easy would be, would come out and it'd be very, very easy, but we are, let's not get duped. Let's not get faked out or Jedi mind tricked by someone's certainty <laughs> uh, because usually it's not true. That's my yeah. number one red flag. Awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to make us the second one being anyone who's used the term proves. So this study proves that. And again, that ties into the certainty piece, but just that language shows a lack of understanding of how science works. Because no study, no matter how strong, even if it has a, a billion people, we could even look at the, 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 you know, let's talk about the vaccine and the COVID thing. Like, oh, we've proven that this this thing is safe to up to a certain, and, you know, and there's all sorts of metrics. Um, proves is, is just a term that shows that you're probably not dealing with someone with the most scientific background because- uh, and I'm sure there's a, there's always exceptions to all these things, but anytime somebody comes out with new study proves that taking protein shakes, you know, improves your muscle mass, blah, 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 <laughs> whatever it is. Um, it's, it's really important. And, and, and this is the last thing I want to throw out. This isn't necessarily a red flag. It's, it's a huge uh, problem with research that is correlation does not equal causation. Causation. Yep. Right. So a lot of studies, again, even if they look at something and they say, oh, we, we studied a thousand people. And the, the, that we saw a correlation or we saw that when people had 
you know, the, 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 the city that they lived in, there were the stork population was increased. We also saw in that same time period that babies, the, 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 the birth rate was higher. So now are we saying that storks bring babies? Uh, be, and there's a lot of funny examples of this, of like Nicolas Cage films with people uh, drowning in a pool. There's all these random correlations, obviously have nothing to do with a causation. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see some of that stuff. But I do want to, you know, throw that out there as uh, there's just there's a lot of nuance and, again, difficulty and, and limitations to research. But there's also really cool stuff in there. The last thing I want to say is. Uh, and I'm going to plug my other podcast, Bono Stuff, where I just had a, a, a physical therapy buddy of mine whose brand is PT Pint Cast, as in they have a pint, uh, you know, talk conversations over a pint here. And um, he actually works near you, buddy, in Mount Sinai. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, right there on the Upper East Side. He just took a job there recently, his dream job of being a science communicator. So they're doing all this research there. And basically, they have to say, like, how do we communicate that we just found this device that can, you know, tell people's whatever insulin, blood sugar, blah, blah, blah. And how do they what do they do with that? And it's very complicated, especially if you were ever to open up a research study. And again, I get bored with that stuff. I love it, but I also get bored with it because it's just it's very dry. It can be very dry and it can be uh, uh, just hard to kind of decipher exactly what we take out of that. So he is a science communicator. But I, I think that's the kind of stuff we should be looking for. That's the kind of stuff where we say, well, like, what does this mean? How do we hear and understand things better? If that's kind of your mission, your goal, uh, you know, I think there, there's some really interesting stuff there. I encourage you guys to go check out that episode. I'll have a link somewhere. Now, listen, listen, guys, I want you, we want you to come back, come back, listen to the next half of this or the next quarter of it, possibly, <laughs> and bring questions um, because this is such an interesting topic. Um, that I just can't wait to keep diving in deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Do me another favor. Go check out Game Changers so we can have a really deep conversation about that also. Um, with that being said, you know, we, we at Demand Better want you to always know that we're here for you and we want you. <laughs> we want you to demand better for yourself. We want you to demand better from us. And we want you to have a good day. I hope, we got, I, I hope you all got 1% better. And uh, we didn't blind you with too much science today, hopefully. Yo, or, take care, or Corona's yo. not going to blind you with his big, big smile. Million dollar smile there. <laughs> Love it. All right. See y'all next time. <laughs>